0: Good morning, everybody. Hope you're having an awesome time uh, in your house, just kind of watching the live stream right now. Uh, Man, I'm so looking forward to the day that we can all come back together. We just have to throw like this epic party for all the birthdays we've missed and graduations we've missed and services we've missed and stuff. Uh, When we come back together, we just have to have this giant party. But uh, hey, welcome this morning. My name is Nick Schaff. Uh, I work as the campus minister down at Georgia State And uh, pretty soon, you know, my wife Bree and I, we're gonna be kind of going to work with the Youth and Family Ministry, which we're super pumped about. And it's gonna be amazing. My wife Bree is my cameraman today. You're the best, you're amazing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I may or may not be wearing wearing sweatpants right now. And so uh, that's the beauty of doing things from home. But hey, welcome to the Chauffe Chateau. Welcome to our home. And uh, we're excited for, uh, for just really being able to dive in to what Jesus has to teach us today. But I know there's a lot of parents even too right now of our, uh, of our college students that are watching today. Um, man, we so wish that, you know, today was supposed to be our parent honoring at the church and we so wish we could get a chance to honor you at the church today. Uh, but hopefully your kids are honoring you at home and they made an awesome breakfast for you or they're giving you a sweet massage later on or uh, they're just kind of hanging out or whatever. So kids, this is also a reminder, you know, if you haven't done that for your parents yet, do that. But uh, we're so glad that, that uh, you joined us today. I'm really looking forward to digging into this time with Jesus. Let's let's turn over to John chapter 13. John 13. So I wanted to start with a quick study um, that some of you guys may have heard. It's out of it's out of Harvard University. And it's a study that uh was done uh over 75 years. It was a 75-year-long study, it took billions of dollars, and it followed hundreds of men throughout their 75 years of living. And their goal was to find out you know, what brings true happiness in life. And what they found was that by far, the thing that brought people happiness, that made them feel uh, most healthy, was loving relationships. It had no matter you know, what their income was or where they lived. All that mattered was that they had some really deep friendships in their life. What I love about that is like there's just more and more studies coming out right now in psychology and science that are just proving what Jesus taught 2000 years ago. And uh, to me, this is no different. Jesus's message of love and and the importance of relationships uh, was kind of the number one thing he talked about. And uh, for us, it's just proven that, hey, that's the thing that's going to make us happiest and healthiest, uh, even in these crazy times. I love what he says here in John 13, before he goes uh, to one of the most painful deaths and humiliating deaths uh, really known to man. And so it says this in John 13, verse 1. It says, it was just before the, fa- the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. I love that line right there. It says that he loved them to the end. Then it goes on. It says, the evening meal is in progress. And the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the father had put all things under his power, that he had come from God and was returning to God. So what do you think he did? If you knew right there, like that you had all power and authority having given to you by God, what do you think you would like, would be kind of like your first, uh, kind of inkling right there? What would you, what would kind of be your first mindset? Um, I don't know what you would do in that situation if you were in Jesus' shoes, but let's see what he did. I love what he did right here. To me, it's just absolutely profound and amazing. And verse four, it says, so he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with a towel that was wrapped around him. You know, Jesus, knowing that all authority had been given to him, He says, okay, what do I need to do that I have all authority? He says, okay. He wraps a towel around his waist. He puts servants' clothes on. And then he goes to really serve his disciples, to go serve his best friends. He's willing to meet us in our fear. He's willing to meet us in our times of worry and to put servants' clothes on and kind of come and and to come help us and serve us in, in our greatest times of need. Let's skip on to verse, down to verse 12, you know, in John chapter 13. He says in verse 12, it says, when he had finished washing their feet, Jesus right here and I got some pictures uh, from Elan and Emmy Mulligan, you know, I told them I was gonna be talking through John chapter 13. And so I said, okay, write me some, draw me something uh, that might help me, you know, in this just to show as a graphic. And so we see right here, Elan drew this awesome picture of love, it's got a sweet banana in there. And then Emmy and Elan drew drew this picture of uh, the giant queen who is us having, you know, Jesus the king wash their feet, amazing, you know, and uh, thanks Mulligans, you guys are amazing, thank you for my graphics, super helpful. But, uh, you know, I love this part of Jesus where he says, you know, um, hey, now that I've washed your feet, now that I've really come to serve you, I want you to take on my example. I want you to learn from me. I want you to come to me. I want you to follow me. I want you to listen to me. I want you to turn to me. I want you to build your life on me. And I want you to take up my example and go wash one another's feet. You know, I love in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3, it says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, The Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. Because Jesus comforts us in our troubles, that's what gives us the strength to be able to go and comfort other people. But there's really no way that you're going to be able to go and comfort others unless first you take some time to hang out with the ultimate comforter. When you get a chance to hang out with him, that's when you're going to get the strength to be able to go and help other people. You know, my wife, Bree, she loves candles. And and one of the things that always helps me is that, you know, a candle has the ability to light a thousand other candles, but only if it's still burning itself. And for all of us, if we're really going to be able to go and really love others the way that Jesus has called us to do, we first need to kind of be lit and burning ourselves. And that only comes from really taking the time just to to spend with God and have him uh, light your flame. Jesus promised us that in these times, the answer to everything, the thing that's always gonna work, is gonna be love. Not necessarily the government programs, not necessarily the educational programs, or uh, everything else out there, but the thing that we know that works every time is love. Our two greatest enemies right now, and just in general in life, are number one, fear, and number two, sin. And those are our greatest enemies. And the amazing thing about love is that love conquers those things. In 1 John 4, Jesus says there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. You know, even if everything else in the world fails, love is still going to stand. And I'm amazed that even in these times, like in times of chaos and confusion and people are scared, the stuff that shines like a beacon is just simple ordinary acts of love. And we've seen it all over the world. Uh, recently, I came across this video um, by that a lot of you guys may have come across by John Krasinski, right? He's the guy that plays Jim in the office. And uh, he took some time to say, man, there's so much bad news out there. Let me just kind of uh, make a video that highlights all the good news out there. And uh, and so he made this video that just kind of highlights people that are really going out to me and is loving others and serving others. And just wanted to show you a few clips from that. Take a look. And what a week for good news it was. Because yes, without
1: question, we are all going through an incredibly trying time. But through all the anxiety, through all the confusion, all the isolation, somehow the human spirit still found a way to break through and blow us all away. Nowhere was that seen more powerfully than in the heroism of the global healthcare community. Now these men and women are working day in and day out. They are putting their own health on the lines. They are putting their own lives on the lines for complete and total strangers. And they're doing it without the need for so much as a thank you. Well, luckily the thank yous came anyway. In Spain, police lined the street outside their local hospital and flashed their lights and applauded their appreciation for their hospital staff. And the love and appreciation was felt right here at home in the US, whether from the balconies of lit up apartment buildings to the old fashioned up close and personal kind, where a man holds up a sign simply saying thank you to the hospital staff for saving his wife's life. Even indoors in the weird world of isolation, good news was happening everywhere. Evan Era Magic kicks things off by making kindness look super easy as he makes one driver's delivery extra special.
2: Oh, you
1: take the What's up, uh, man? Are you taking, are you, are you taking can you take one
0: of these? Yeah, absolutely. It's for you. you.
1: Oh, man, you, you like saving thank you. In Maine, a local man bought 100 lobsters to help out a lobsterman. He then went to each one of his neighbors and delivered them a fully cooked lobster dinner. And in Alabama, for 81 year old John Klein and his sweet Ann, marriage may be old hat. But it is still more romantic than any other out there. Anne, who's in a nursing home for Alzheimer's, is no longer allowed to have visitors. Well, that's not going to stop John from finding a way to sing to his bride. And finally, that brings me to my favorite good news of the week. In California, a 15-year-old girl finally returned home after her last chemotherapy treatment. And well, her friends put on one heck of a social distancing party. If that girl isn't the epitome of pure goodness, I don't know what is. Uh, and that's it, that's our show. I'm John Krasinski, this is SGN asking you to remember that no matter how tough life can get, there's always good in the world and we will see you next time.
0: Good night. Wow, I, I don't know about you guys, you know, but like when I saw the the man sing to his wife, just that one, that one got me, you know, and those videos are just amazing, and what it what it taught me was that in these times, the stuff that really shines bright is people just really willing to love and serve one another. It begs the question for me, like, man, how can I really love in this time? How can I be one of the ones that uh, goes into my community and really tries to serve and tries to love? And as I was thinking about this and just what we can do together, a few ideas just kind of came to mind. You know, one is for all the amazing parents and families out there. First of all, to all the parents, uh, especially you know those of our college students. I love your kids so much, and I feel so grateful to work with them every day, and I see them on, on a daily basis. And we just want to say thank you so much uh, for the parents that you guys have been, and and then for all the other families out there. I'm amazed by you guys and just the examples that you set, and uh, just the just the light that you are in your community because your family uh, your family thrives and your family is really built on love. And I know for me, you know, and and for Bree, the greatest blessing I feel like for us that we had in our life was that we had a family that was really centered around Jesus. And that made all the difference for me growing up. And, uh, and two of the things I learned most you know, from my own upbringing was, and what I wanted to share with you guys, was number one, super simple, one of the things that I felt like we, uh, that I learned as a family that really helped our family was just having a culture of gratitude in our house where my parents like constantly said thank you to to my sister Mackenzie and I. And it made us just really wanna say thank you back. And because we had this culture of just thank you in our house, we're just thanking each other all the time. To me, that just totally kind of built this culture of love with with all four of us. And one of the other things I feel like that really helped uh, our family as well was uh, we just kind of constantly asked each other, hey, how you feeling right now? How you really doing? And we just were able to have just kind of real conversations where it wasn't just existing together, but we just constantly ask, how are you feeling? How are you doing? And uh, maybe this week could just be a good question to ask, you know, ask your son, you know, or ask your, ask your dad or ask your mom, um, hey, how are you really feeling right now? Uh, how, how are you doing these days? I know that kind of stuff just fostered so much just love in my family and, uh, and really helped a ton and something I hope to really do in my own, in my own family uh, for the rest of my life. For the kids out there, I want you to kind of like get really good at this one question and what I want to challenge all the kids out there to do, you guys are awesome and you guys are amazing, I know things are a little bit kind of crazy right now, but I want you to get really good at this question. I want you to kind of constantly ask your mom and dad, hey mom, how can I help? Hey dad, how can I help right now? And I think if you just constantly ask that question, hey, how can I help? I think that's going to help your mom and dad and it's going to help all of you guys just really have a better time when you're stuck together in your house. And so for all the kids out there how can i help and for everybody else out there you know there have been the things that for me have really helped me to try to take on jesus's example of love in my life and the first of those is just my own time to pray i feel like um Praying for people is one of the best ways that I can really love people in this time. Just going in the woods behind my house and just kind of having a list of people that I'm praying through. Praying through my family group, praying through the guys I see uh, on a weekly basis, uh, praying for my family. And uh, and just really taking the time to pray for each other in this time. I didn't want kind of this time to, to come and go and look back and feel like I missed just such an amazing opportunity to love people and fight for people through prayer. And, uh, and, you know, Brie's actually going to share some stuff that she really has, has learned with some of this. And so I'm going to turn it over to the most amazing woman of all time, Brie.
2: Hey family. Uh, we really miss you guys, but excited to be together this way this morning. Um, but I wanted to share a little bit about my experience in this social distancing time. You know, honestly, I think God has revealed a lot of selfishness in me, that maybe the busy schedule of normal life kind of has covered up. But in this time, honestly, it's been really easy for me to turn inward and to focus focus inward. You know, obviously with the panic and the fear of this time, one, one reaction I really wanna have is like, all right, let's just take care of us, Nick and I, as long as we're safe, you know, look out for number one and uh, just let's take care of ourselves and uh, other people can kind of go on the back burner. Um, I also have been really selfishly like, great, now we're not able to see People, you know, face to face. Let's go off the grid. You know, I'll just do my own thing and kind of disengage from loving people. Uh, and so God has really revealed that in me, and He's He has made it clear to me some ways that I can really love people that actually fills me up as well. But you know, I think right now the world has enough people looking out for just themselves. And the cool thing about being a disciple in this time is we get to imitate and discover God's heart. You know, I really believe God is looking down at the world right now, and He is so involved in. In every home. He cares about what's happening in every person's experience, not just mine. And that kind of helps me get out of my own little bubble, like that I'm not the only one having an experience here. But if I can know how God loves other people during this time, it helps me to really love other people during this time and to love their experience. You know, First John says, You know, whoever loves knows God, but whoever doesn't love doesn't know God. And so because I know God, I can really, I can really love people and not just look out for me. You know, I can be one of the givers in this time. And I've been a little frustrated though, because I feel like I really want to get out of myself and give, but it can be frustrating, like, what can I really do? I mean, I was baking for some people the other day and... Uh, the salt like exploded in the mixing bowl and it totally ruined what I was baking. (laughs) I felt so defeated. I was like, even the little thing I can do, I can't even do that. And, you know, what God has encouraged me with is that um, he doesn't expect these grandiose deeds. He can take a little act of love and it can go so far. You know, my mom always says that God is a God of seeds, not of boulders. In other words, God expects a mustard seed of faith and he can take that a long way. Even just a seed of kindness, even planting that seed, it can go so much farther. He doesn't expect us to plant boulders. Um, And that's so encouraging to me. You know, a a quote that we love is, too often we underestimate the power of a touch, which we can't do during this time, a smile, a kind word, a listening ear, an honest compliment, or the smallest act of caring, all which have the potential to turn a life around. So I wanted to encourage you guys with that, that even if it's something small, just trust that it's going to go a long way. It's always safe to assume that someone needs encouragement. It's always safe to assume that someone needs kindness um, or even just to be seen. So let's be servants of God in this time that really have our eyes wide open to people that see people.
0: You know I've already been blown away by so many of the acts of kindness and love and service that I've heard of all over the church and I just want to throw out a bunch of stories and just highlight people that I feel like have just led the way in really being like Jesus, fixing their eyes on Jesus and, and trying to really serve and wash the feet of those around them. And so, wanted to share a few stories. Uh, while I'm sharing, you know, you might want to start getting some of your communion stuff together because we're gonna be taking communion right after this. Just listen to some of these amazing stories from around the church. You know, we got Julia Malden that has been painting cards and sending them to a bunch of the girls. Said one friend, it totally made my day so much happier. In the Smyrna West Cobb community, women like Ann Marie Coleman, Emelyn and others have been recording short lessons on the fruit of the spirit and sending it out to their community. Uh, Nora McIntosh made a birthday card for her friend and dropped some balloons off at his house for his birthday. According to Sarah, it made her so happy, it made Nora so happy to make someone else happy. Chloe Hobby has been painting rocks and putting them in her neighbor's mailbox to brighten up their day. Recently, you know, one of our campus students, Clinton, uh, lost some of his family members and has had kind of a tough few months and so a lot of the campus students came together and raised over thousand dollars to buy him some sweet NBA jerseys to encourage him and also help his family with some of their finances. This is one of my favorites right here. Scott Malutnok took over 2,000 Chick-fil-A bags and wrote encouraging notes on them for when people come through the drive-through. And then his mom, Peggy Malutnok, has been a rock star in this time. She's delivered cookies to firefighters, delivered toys and stuffed Easter eggs to neighborhood children, carried people to grocery stores, brought homemade communion bread to community groups, made cloth masks for medical professionals. Uh, Peggy has been amazing. Stephanie and Chama Johnson put together early Easter baskets for their family group, complete with sanitizing wipes and hand sanitizer, and delivered them to each doorstep. Violetta and Omari have put notes in all their neighbors' mailboxes to help with shopping and other things that their neighbors may need. Nino and Marnie Cipetta sent a letter to all their neighbors offering prayer with social distancing. At 6 p.m. nightly in their cul-de-sac, neighbors have come every night to pray together. And then with the YES program, the YES program has been awesome. Recently, 24 family groups within the church brought generous amounts of food to 24 food insecure families within the Marietta City Schools Uh, through the YES program. And there are so many other stories like this. It was just so cool getting the influx of stories of people from around the church that have really tried to take on Jesus' example and really loving their neighbor uh, as themselves. Guys, we live in such an amazing family. Let's bond together. Let's fix our eyes on Jesus. Let's get some time with the great comforter and the great doctor. Let's take on his example. Because he's washed our feet, he's comforted us, Let's go into the world and bring some love and service into the world ourselves. I'm gonna go ahead and pray for the communion and uh, and then we're gonna have a great time taking communion together. Let's pray. Father, we just wanna pray right now um, for the communion, God. We are just so grateful for Jesus and his example. Thank you, God, that his way works and his way works every time, that his message and lifestyle of love is what stands the test of any chaotic and crazy situation. Uh, God, I'm so grateful that He's left us an example that um, He's our teacher, and He says, "Man, a a servant is not greater than his master." In the sense of um, there are some things that uh, our teacher does. Sometimes we're like, "Man, I'm I'm not even sure I could even do that." But um, we want to just take on His example, God, and not feel like we're too great and too uh, too different than Jesus was. uh, To not take on His example of going and washing other people's feet, I pray that you would help us just remember how Jesus uh, has washed our feet. And that uh, we would really uh, remember him uh, in this time of taking communion. God, we love you so much. In your son's name, amen. Guys, thanks for listening and uh, have a great time remembering Jesus together. Um, signing off from the Schaff household.